Welcome everyone to LOA Uncorked with Holly and Gina. We're excited you've joined us for a conversation to unleash your inner badassery and uncork your magic. This is the no bullshit, all truth, nothing but fun podcast. And don't worry, we've got you. You are our VIP. Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncork. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And this is the introduction to our fast friends. Very fast. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually said they're in my think pod. They are. I actually think this is our first real true reciprocal friend. That I don't think they're as afraid of us. They might they didn't look they didn't they look, look fearful. No, I actually think <laughs> I think you've met your match in this area. I think these friends. I didn't say anything to make them like scream and run away. There's no restraining order. No restraining order. No. I mean, unless I get an email afterwards, I don't think so. I think you did good. I think these people are your, I mean, I think they're comfortable with you. This is good. Oh my God. Okay. So we have Kevin Schoenger and Stephen Altair. And listen, okay. First of all, we're going to put everything in the notes. We 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 reference uh, things in the actual show uh, as far as their links and stuff. These guys have a resume, uh, yes, a, a freaking mile long. We couldn't even go through it. I was no. like, this is and just I'm like tired too much. going through it. And I, that's not a good thing. No, <laughs> no, it's in, in it's so all much. the so just, best ways. Yes, you just think of everything you could possibly need. They've done it, and they know how to do it. Okay, you can go sit in a forest. With the with, Yoda, with Forest Yoda, yes, and uh-huh, uh-huh. have a cosmic experience, and you can go backpacking with Kevin and mm-hmm. meditate and, and have uh, universal awareness. Mm-hmm. And we're not joking, though. I mean, honestly, we were so moved by these two individuals, and yes. I can say we fell in love with them. Yes, fell in love with their presence, with their message, uh, their partnership, and their Actually, partnership really was so was, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe we just have an affinity for just beautiful partnerships and yes. collaboration, and you know, you know, they talk a little bit about it uh, as well in the podcast. But it was, it's, it's great to see another duo that bring just very different experiences and passions and perspectives, and they just honor one another in just a beautiful way. It's fantastic to see. Fantastic. There's so many takeaways mm-hmm. in this episode, mm-hmm. and. I mean, I personally, again, once again, lay me down on a couch because I realize, yeah, you know, being, I've always been a try hard, like I'm always try to push the rock up the hill and, mm-hmm. you know, just be open. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, you know, my meditation experience yes. before I talk about it, I won't reiterate that now, but they don't make me wrong for it, but no. there's an there's another way yeah. to reach the awareness and joy. the peace and the joy and the synchronicities mm. that Gina we we talk a they, lot about. They yeah. they talk about how to invite more synchronicities in. They're available to work with through yes. their website. Um, on demand or otherwise they've got yeah. lots of different options which we talk about in the podcast definitely will be in the show notes as well i mean i have their app i you know just recently got it i'm going to start mm-hmm. doing their type of meditations not anything i've done before mm-hmm. and so if you you're scared and you run from meditation i'd invite you to rethink that for Gina, sure what and, about you like and kevin you- um walks our listeners through a meditation 
oh, at so the very beautiful. end and uh, of the podcast. So I think for anyone, whether you've dabbled with meditation before or not, his uh, description of that process and and really the concept around meditation, I've never heard it described this way before, makes me feel better about inviting meditation back into the rotation, the, the routine, yes, because right? it is, it's so overwhelming. He does such a brilliant job of explaining it. And then his guided meditations, both on the app and then the one he did mm-hmm. in our podcast, you know, I, it's, it's accessible for anyone. It's easy. You just listen and be present. That's all you need to do. And it walks you through it. And we felt you could hardly talk at the end of the the episode brought me to tears actually. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's, it I really just really invite a hundred percent agree. I invite anyone meditating before or not to, 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 to listen to it and walk through it. It's, it's an incredible process that he, and that voice he's got. Hold uh, they're, they're both their voices. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, for sure. For sure. Well, I mean, I, I, we fell in love with them mm-hmm. and their work and we know you will too. Yes. We hope you, Enjoy this episode and enjoy. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And this is a very special day. I know. I feel like we are finally, we finally met our match. Well, typically when we have a guest, we have one guest. And we have two guests today. I know. It's a big deal. It is. I it know. is. It's a and, big deal. And so today we have Kevin Schoenger and we have Stephen Altair. And they are co-authors of mm-hmm. the book, Raising Our Vibration, A Guide to Subtle Energy Meditation. Mm-hmm. They've also produced many works on their own. Mm-hmm. I tell think. me. Yeah. So Kevin has Clear Quiet Mind yes. and Altair has Diary of a Yogi. I mean, you're so close with him, you're calling him Altair now. I mean, I am because we come from the same pod, but we can't talk about that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we would talk yet. a long time about I counting am. people and that we shouldn't do that. Okay, okay, all right, all right, <laughs> I know, all right. But all right. I want to. Your history is, your, your lineage is the same. We okay. have to go forward. We cannot go backward, Gina. I know, I, I know. hear you. I know. So onward we go. Okay, I know. Yes, please. So they also uh, have a course that's beginning in 2022, uh, in September 2022 on raising our vibration. Yeah. And they have a mini course, You to Me, that I is on that. demand, which I love that we are going to talk to them all about meditation and everything else. Everything. Welcome, Kevin and Altair. Hello. Thanks for having us. Hey, it's a joy so, to be here. So We're happy to have you. Already. <laughs> Listen, I mean, we have been sleepless for a few days. <laughs> sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless and that's in true. Seattle. That is true. <laughs> that's, that's right. So true. I know. Never felt so close to Meg in my entire life. <laughs> I know. Just now. Yeah, no, we're so thrilled to have both of you. Both of you. And so, you know, Holly has shared like a bit about both of you. Um, and, you know, individually and collectively, you bring a lot of subject matter expertise, skill sets backgrounds uh, to this conversation today. And so what we like to do in the beginning of our podcast, we don't want to take a ton of time because we really want to get to some conversation that I know is just going to be rich with information. But if we could just spend just a few minutes from each of you, a little bit about yourself, law of attraction and LOA and court, what we've been really promoting over the last couple of years is, you know, conscious creation as a lifestyle. 
right? And so if you think about it with your vast backgrounds and what each of you have accomplished in your lives, if you could share one thing from a conscious creation standpoint that you'd like to share with our listeners that you think would be really helpful for them to know as we kind of get into this conversation. And then maybe also from each of you, a thing that you'd like to share about your partnership together, because we're all about partnerships here. I think having people in your life that are committed, equally committed to growth, development, uh, evolution, conscious creation, and holding accountable, would just be really fascinated to hear from each of you a bit about your partnership together as well. I love that, Gina, because I mean, you know what? a packed question. I mean, listen, their resumes are long. I'm going okay. to put them to sleep perhaps already, <laughs> but uh, we'll wake them up. We'll start with Kevin and then we'll wake up all terror. I mean, I think you might have taken it I out. don't know, but the resumes are long, so I like that exactly. you're doing that. And like, we will put succinct. all of this in the notes. Exactly. So you don't have to take notes, audience. Just drive and keep so your, there's a you know, well trip on anything. Background information expertise from both of them. So Absolutely. Let's let's dial it in for like, what is the like packed punch thing that you want our <laughs> LOA listeners to, to hear from you? And I would love to hear a little bit about your partnership I love together. That. Great. Well, okay. Thank you. To start, I'll go back to 1984, and yeah. I um, had just enrolled in a master's program in phenomenology, which is the study of consciousness, study of how do we experience what we experience, right? So, in law of attraction, you're talking about manifesting and how do you bring something into your life. That's mm-hmm. basically in a different language, what phenomenology is about is how do you have any experience? What are the factors that go into any experience that comes into your life? And so if there's one thing that I learned from that, that has kind of been a thread through everything that I've done over the years, it's that what you experience is the result of what you focus on and how you relate Mm -hmm. to it. So at any given moment in time, an infinite number of events are happening, right? And within our bodies and, and in our relationships and in our world. And what we experience at any given moment is determined by what we focus on out of all of that mm-hmm. and how we relate to what we focus on, what we bring to it. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you uh, want to be healthy and you focus on your body mm-hmm. and you bring a feeling of well-being and peace and gratitude and appreciation into your body that facilitates your health right you're bringing that into being by what you focus on and how you're relating to your body mm-hmm. and so so that's my one uh, that's thing that I would like to that. throw out mm-hmm. there and then, and then about our partnership uh, is very interesting. And this also kind of relates to the law of attraction is back in fall of 2018, I had just ended a partnership with a colleague who was promoting these meditation programs that I had recorded and written. And, um, but that partnership wasn't all that uh, I wanted it yeah. to be. So we were ending that. I ended that partnership. and. I went on a trip to Japan with my wife uh, to Mount Kurama, which is a sacred mountain there. And uh, we had wonderful 
experiences there. We practice Reiki, which is a subtle yeah. energy healing technique. And, and so we were with a group who was doing Reiki and learning about that. And Mount Kurama is the birthplace of modern Reiki in the sense that you, Mikao Yusui, who brought forth the Reiki system that we uh, have now, uh, had a spiritual experience on Mount Kurama. And he had an enlightenment experience. And he found that after that experience, he had a deep sense of his life purpose and an ability to heal through focusing on healing energy and bringing it through his hands and, and so on. So he, he then went out and had a mission to share this with others, teach this to others, to help others to tune into their energy and tune into the universal energy that is the source of all of us and be able to bring it through in a way that's healing. So anyway, we, and at, on that trip, one of my, um, since I had just left this partnership, one of my intentions with this trip was to see, to open up some sort of new avenue for right. um, these meditation programs that I'd written and that I still wanted to write to get out there. And so that was kind of my intention for going there and sitting on the mountain, being with these people. And, and so I came back from that trip uh, to Japan. And the day that I get back from Japan, Stephen or Altair contacts me from Japan. No so the way. day I get back in the United States and he says, wow. hey, a mutual friend of ours said that we should meet. I and love that. And, and I said, Oh, okay. And, uh, and so we, the person who um, suggested that we meet was Dr. Ruth Anderson, who is uh, the founder of the enlightened world network. Mm. And she, she had a show where authors are interviewed on books that they had just written. And I had just written clear, quiet mind. And uh, Stephen had just written diary of a yogi. And she mm -hmm. said, why don't you two get together and interview each other about your books. And so oh. we both read each other's books, uh, which was amazing in itself because we found that, I mean, we were both the same age. Mm -hmm. um, so we're both 60 now. Mm -hmm. And we're, we had a remarkable similarity in the history of what we had studied and what we had practiced and our dedication to spiritual practice and meditation. And from that first conversation that we had, we set up online meetings on Zoom, mm -hmm. which was, and we said, well, let's just meet every week and see what happens, right? And what happened was life had this whole plan for of us of this um, company raising our vibration and writing a book and developing a meditation app where uh, there's uh, about 200 guided meditations on there and teaching a meditation course. And we have another course, co course called The Inner Secret. And anyway, it all came just from uh, this open intention to, okay, I'm ready to have a new mm -hmm. partner, to have a new way for this to come about. I don't know what that's going to be, but I'm open. I love, I love that. that. So setting the intention and then being open. We were just talking about synchronicities today. Yes. And, you know, well, maybe we'll talk about that quickly. When you're in the flow, you were 
in Japan doing all yeah. the things you love and um, and how you must have been in the flow of life and then you guys got connected. Yeah. So I love that. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. So Mr. Altair, thank you for sharing, Kevin. Mr. Altair, let's hear from you. I'm excited <laughs> Mr. to hear. <laughs> Mr. Altair, it sounds like I'm something on Ses Sesame Street or uh, the, the, one, of those, one of those hand puppets. Oh, it's you, time, there's no garbage, just... no garbage can in sight, I promise. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, my daughter, yeah. who's seven, is a great fan of Elmo and you know yeah oh, I know Elmo mm -hmm. oh so we we love Elmo too well in fact that kind of taps into what I'd like to share just just personally is because yeah. people ha have given me over the years the name Forest Yoda so mm -hmm. I uh so if you're listening first of all you know love and blessings to you on this um beautiful day wherever you are and we're also present to the fact that in our world at the moment there is a lot of trouble and suffering and yes. if so if you're feeling that we invite you definitely to sit with us in this beautiful family that we have here, the four of us, and to treat yourself as part of that family. So we really open our hearts to you and mm -hmm. everything that you're feeling, sharing about the world. If you look at it, the world and you feel the strife or the trouble, then just for a moment come and sit in peace with us. And mm -hmm. we, we certainly extend that peace and love to every one of those people whether they're on a battlefield or whether they're a mum or a child that's suffering because they've lost a dear one or, or in fact that they're a family member who's separated then we really extend our, our hearts to you all um, because I think we can all you know really identify deeply with with that and, and with the power of family and the power of love and mm -hmm. in on our planet so I, I just want to invitation mm -hmm. I beautiful. want to really dedicate our time together to that and this this show and this particular podcast to, to the kind of love that's possible when we really sit in, in wisdom and listen and bring sacred listening and care and love and kindness to each other. So um, that's basically what uh, all I really do and that I've been blessed to do with Kevin is that I'm that, that forest Yoda in me. Um, just it, pe people have over the years, I've had these experiences where they just simply come and sit with me for an hour or two, and some, and it actually was uh, a well-known writer came to see me with her partner. They were they were struggling in their relationship, and they sat with me for a couple of hours, actually in a forest in Japan. <laughs> and um, oh. when they emerged, they, everything was changed. Their entire life was changed, and so she actually dubbed me Forest Yoda many many years ago. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. So that um, that really, you know, if I was to offer anything, just as Kevin did so beautifully, I'd just say that, you know, wherever you are and wherever you're listening, that you have a particular view and a perspective that you have of of what's happening, of anything, your life, you know, your relationships, your your money, your health, and, and so on. So it's really crucial that your view, that you actually know what your view is, and and your view, and that you're open that you just have this one simple quality of openness to, to whatever is natural and effortless for you mm -hmm. and that you know that you're never, ever separate from that, that no matter what happens, nothing can actually separate you from this basic quality of naturalness and openness right. and peace and, and love. And then what, what we do for, and, and what I do and what Kevin and I do in our, in our partnership is we bring about this sense of real deep confidence in this inner view and this inner knowing and that you're never ever separate from that inner knowing you're never ever separate from this 
if you want to call it a true self or you want to call it source, you want to call it your relationship with God, however you want to define that, it ultimately means the same thing, that you're never, ever separate from this power of love that flows flows through each one of us. So if I was to offer anything to those of you that, that are listening, I would just say, you know, take take time in your day to just sit and store, source, sit and source and, and be be still and allow the whatever that feeling, you know, if you go into your body mm-hmm. right now, you can even do it as you're listening to me, go into yeah. your body and find that space of openness and pleasure and love in your body. So where it, sometimes it's in your belly, sometimes it's in your heart, sometimes it's in your mind, mm-hmm. and you just rest with whatever comes most naturally and easily for you every day. Do it the moment you get up. So the moment you wake up, rest in that beauty of this openness and pleasure and love and connection in in your body. Actually go into the body, turn in towards towards the body because the body has a great deal of wisdom Mm -hmm. that it points out to us. And we quite, quite often don't listen to it. We run away doing all these other things. So if you can give that one minute when you wake up in the morning to your body, to your presence, to being being with presence to being with who you are in a natural and effortless way. And if you can do that just before you go to sleep for one minute, it's it's Mm -hmm. two segments of 60 seconds out of your day, then you'll find that you actually anchor in your your true presence when you, the first thing you wake up and you anchor into it when you go to sleep. So that kind of, the sleep part leads me into the partnership story. Um, So, Okay, um, and this is a dream story. So I'm going to go back to when I was two, which is which is actually the first meeting I really had with Kevin. And this is a little bit of a mystical esoteric story that Kevin. That. Um, so you were talking about signs. Did you know me at two? No. Okay. okay but right. Kevin's smiling, so I think he he's with it. Oh, I, I know. know. <laughs> I, I would I would beg to differ and say that you did actually know each other at two, but you might not have necessarily recognized. She it, she I, still <laughs> ignores me even at our current ages, but that's totally, okay. Totally. Thank you I'm for okay not saying it. our age. <laughs> I know I, I wasn't going to do it. Just have a word to her afterwards. Right? I will. Full straight. Now I that I know said, better, I'm gonna. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Being a bit stroppy, you know. You got to. Got a I know. The playing field. I think. I'm sick of being ignored for all this. I had no idea how long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sorry no, to interrupt no, you. Keep going. Yes. No. Yes. No. No. Okay. I love it. I love it. So, so you know, again, if you're listening, because I want to make anything that I share really connecting with with as you're listening. So, just consider some of the the signs and synchronicities in your life and when they've occurred. And sometimes it's actually really helpful to journal it. And to put down what are those signs? What are those significant signs that have occurred all during your life? And and can you actually see a pattern? So one of my obvious patterns was dreams. I've had I've had the ability to lucid dream, and and I can and I've received a lot of guidance, even you know initiations, empowerments from lamas in dreams, yeah. which I've then be able been able to confirm with them later when I've met them in person. So all of those things are really. Wow. Very useful. So don't underestimate the power of every single moment. Like dismiss nothing in your life because everything brings about wisdom. So dismiss nothing. In dis- your dismiss life. nothing. Dismiss That's nothing. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Mm-hmm. Because then even the 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 not only the the joys but the tensions mm-hmm. when you actually recognize them are opportunities for liberating. Right. So yeah. the so this dream when I was two. Uh, so this dream has been the subject of lots of books and interviews and all sorts of other wonderful things. So that that's that's a blessing in itself. And 
in the dream, I um, so I was only two, and I had uh, this recurring dream. So people might say, you can't remember something when you're two, but actually I had exactly the same dream every single night for an entire year from when I was two until I was three. And in the dream, I was walking across a, a bridge or a pathway or something towards a monastery, so I could see it very clearly at the age of two. I mean, I didn't call it a monastery just then. I called it right. an enclosure or a building. And I was with a companion, and suddenly both of us were hit from behind by some kind of explosion or something, something that obviously hurt, because in the dream, I can remember falling. I, I was terrified, and my I couldn't figure out what happened to my companion, and mm. I fell off, and I fell into the primordial sound and light. So I actually remember from the age of two oh, wow. this mm, and this searing light, you know, that was sort of obliterated everything else. Now, I discovered some years later that that was actually uh, – because I – so first of all, just, just to continue that, the, my parents thought I was epileptic, so they took me to lots of hospitals. I underwent loads of tests. for. I always said to people, oh, this was my first introduction to neuroscience because I was <laughs> jabbed and poked and my brain investigated, and they couldn't find anything. Just And, in fact, after a year, a doctor whose face and name I still remember – called Aaron, the sweetest doctor I probably ever met, said, oh, look, he's just hot. You know, take all his clothes off, just leave him on the bed and he'll be fine. And, and sure enough, mm -hmm. from that night, uh, after having a year of this same recurring dream, uh, that um, the dreams ended. And I discovered some years later that I, I had died in 1959 in, in Tibet in uh, the service of the Dalai Lama and that I, that I was a monk, a Tibetan monk, and my companion in that dream on the bridge was Kevin. And we have wow. both the uncanny connection. Oh, oh, yeah, I might shed a tear if I'm not careful. <laughs> There's uh, oh, oh, this kind of beautiful, you know, thing that happened. And this is why I'm saying, you know, to those of you that are listening, I'm sure you've felt mm. these, you know, there's lots of work, twin souls, twin flames, you know, mm. destiny partners, you know, soulmates and all the rest of it. So, you know, mm. I have a connection with Kevin that is beyond time and space. You know, so we we we've shared this deep love, and, and have trained. You know, in all these areas, whether it's Christian traditions, Tibetan traditions, yogic traditions, you know, Kriya Yoga, Qigong, Reiki, on right. and on. You you talk about any any of the healing traditions. You know, we quite separate from each other, but in that sense, we were never separate, right? is that we trained in all these things before we met each before other, almost met. identically, you know, and then when we met, it was just mm. so obvious. I mean, you, you, you knew when miss. you met then. Yeah. 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 We knew when we met. And so that particular dream, which has mm. been with me all these years, was such a beautiful pointing to this wonderful partnership yeah. and connection that I have with Kevin that's truly timeless. So again, you know, to those of you that are listening, don't underestimate the power of partnerships in your life and really look for those connections that will show up through those signs and synchronicities. You know, when you meet somebody out of the blue and they suddenly appear in your life and you know there's something special. Mm -hmm. And so look for those, those signs because the cosmos, the universe, points out to us really, really clearly. And that's what oh, synchronicities sure. are, are really doing. They're actually pointing back to you saying, the universe is flying through you. Yeah. This is the universe in you revealing itself. 
you're beginning to see with the eyes of the universe and hear with the ears, ears of the universe. So that's, that's a little of a partnership story. So, and how would you describe synchronicity? Yeah. For those listening, like, what does that mean to you? Because I've, we were talking about this today. I mean, it's so timely. It's not even funny. It's just, it's another synchronicity, actually. But if you could help our listeners, like, what? How would you describe it to somebody who might not know what to be looking we were for? We're trying to describe it we to were. our kids today. Our kids, yes, our Their children. Kids. Ah, yeah, oh, because wonderful. I thought my kids knew, and mm-hmm. she, her son knew, but mm-hmm. he's a Virgo, Doesn't so know. you know, you want to. You know, he wants wanna, to like everything's got to be really. Oh, grounded okay but yeah 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 yep well it's beautiful that's a lovely question right because i talk about all this with my Mm. seven-year-old because she's had these same you know i asked her to write a bio for a business that she's launching with me with a with another company and i asked her to write a bio and she said oh four things data you know meditation love light and awareness she said, people just don't get awareness these days. Yes. <laughs> this is so, coming from my little seven-year-old. I didn't, so I didn't put any of those things in front of me. No, so yeah. I often think of that. Yeah. How would I explain this to my seven-year-old? Now, now bearing in mind that my seven-year-old at a very young age, when we asked her about at age three what she wanted to do or achieve in her life, she said, that's easy, Dad. I want to be a, a Buddha and realize the right. rainbow Right. Like, she's not your average yeah. seven-year-old is yeah, what you're yes. saying. So yes, that little, is very clear. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. So her seven um, is past us so probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. yeah. So in, in terms of synchronicity, yeah. So in terms of synchronicity, I'd, I'd relate it this way. And, and I really particularly like the work of um, quantum physicist Do- Dr. Joachim Kepler, who's, who's the head of the Consciousness Institute mm-hmm. in Germany. Mm-hmm. And he speaks, so I'm going to explain it how I explained to my seven-year-old. So there's a zero-point field, right? A quantum field, which in Mengi Rinpoche's words, whom I've studied with for quite some time, he says is the infinite potential of everything. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening and you can agree that there is infinite potential, right, to unfold anything. So my daughter goes, yes, Dad, I know, infinity. It's that infinity symbol you're doing mm-hmm. that, you know. So that's my, you know, I'm just relating how I related to my seven, seven-year-old. So... First is that infinite potential for everything, right? So, so long as you understand that concept, then that simply means that in your life at any moment, including now while you're listening to all of us, that you could make a choice right now to do absolutely anything. You could literally choose today, no matter what you're doing, to actually stop, let's take a job, to actually stop your job right now, to ring up your boss or say to your boss, <laughs> Please don't do this, but just as an example, <laughs> say to your boss, hey, look, I've had a change of life. I've been listening to this podcast by these wonderful <laughs> people. And guess what? I'm going to change my life. I'm going to become a quantum physicist, right? Yeah. So, and then you go back and you study. And, yeah, you could literally yeah. at any one moment yeah. you can decide could. based on that first premise that Joachim Kepler calls, calls the uh, quantum field or the zero-point field. You could potentially take any any action in your life now we have we, we also interact with that field mm-hmm. so we're not separate from it so this is the the other point in terms of synchronicities right you've got to understand you're not separate from that field that you actually are that field and he points to the fact that there is a, a mechanism that we have in the human brain okay. that allows us to interact with the 
zero point field all oh. the time, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're tuned into it right now as you're listening, if you're tuned into the zero point field, mm-hmm. and, and we quite often do this through really basic portals or access points like stillness or silence or spaciousness. Mm-hmm. So if stillness is your thing and you start to go still, you know, you kind of can receive information or messages. So when you start to connect with that quantum field or zero point field or source or God or however you want to relate to this, then in those moments where you become more open to the infinite possibility, you therefore kind of invite the field to be more present. And you start to notice things. So some of you that are listening might notice numbers, for example. You might notice, oh, 333 or 1111 keeps cropping up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this has been reported a lot around the world, these, the numbers mm-hmm. cropping up. Or you might notice sign, animal signs or mm-hmm. you might suddenly notice that you become more aware of your relationships with people. So you become aware, oh, this relationship with this person feels really good. And this relationship with this other person feels yep. a bit dogged and tough and tense and, you know, gnarly. So you start to become more aware. So the moment you start to open up to the field and it's and your interaction with the infinite mm-hmm. opportunities, you also open up to the possibilities that, that you, so you become more aware of them. So suddenly things start to, the yeah. synchronicities, so we call it, they're just a label, right? But they're mm-hmm. actually points of interaction with the zero-point field. Mm-hmm. They're actually genuine connections with the infinite possibility. So this is the way I explain it to my daughter. And she said, so her, her she said, oh, Daddy, do you think, so is that kind of sometimes un- you really notice something? And I said, yeah, yeah. It's like you become really aware of huh. obvious Connection. So, in fact, your awareness of connections becomes heightened. Right. So that's what synchronicities really are. You're, you're suddenly aware, oh, I've made this connection. That same person mm-hmm. has come over to me at my workplace and has just passed by me and glanced at me when they've never done that. And so there's, a, there's suddenly there's a heightened awareness in you. And there's a reflection mm-hmm. back from the field itself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes animals, numbers, people, events that highlight this heightened awareness. Mm. And so something begins to shift. And in fact, you know, as Kevin and I have found in the many studies, because we've done a lot of studies at labs and with neuroscientists, this actually shows in a heightened awareness in the brain, sometimes yeah. through heightened gamma states, for example. Example, the, the, in other words, the frequency. So those neurons firing actually start to fire at a higher rate or a higher frequency. And there is, and and Joachim Kepler speaks about this in the in his quantum f- um, physics talks about the fact that there are these interaction mechanisms in the brain, such as theta brain waves, mm-hmm. such as gamma brain waves, that actually, and particularly gamma, he speaks about as being the the sign, so again, it's it's a synchronicity in itself, as being a sign of that synchrony, of the ability of the brain waves, for example, the, to start to form similar peaks and valleys. So, you know, your brain waves, they, they oscillate, right, like, mm-hmm. like waves. 
And when they start to oscillate and move in similar patterns, and you can feel it, you can actually feel it. That's what people talk about when they're in flow. And they talk about the same thing in brainwaves. There's a coherence. So this whole, the whole field and science and metaphysics and spirituality and synchronicities all starts to make sense mm. because they're all about heightened awareness. It's, it's actually all you, and you know that, right? You buy a, a, a mini, a car, you know, mm-hmm. I love, I love minis, right? So, so you buy yeah. a little mini car and suddenly you're, you're, you're noticing all the minis yeah. Around, yeah. around you. You know, you've just bought it. And, and the day before you bought it, you never really noticed the minis, but now you notice all the minis. Oh, the whole world's buying minis. So right. it's a little bit like that with mm-hmm. heightened awareness and synchronicities. If you're really aware of, uh, say, say a partner, you're trying to meet the love of your life and you start to really connect with this feeling of love, you're generating mm-hmm. it and you're, you're aware, you suddenly notice all sorts of things, you know, signs in movies, signs with friends, things friends say, mm-hmm. connections with people on the street. Suddenly there's a, a real heightened awareness because you're connecting in with the infinite potential in the field right, right. to actually bring, bring about a you know, particular outcome. And, and there are infinite number of outcomes, but you actually select it. And this is where the relationship between attention and awareness becomes so crucial. Oh, it's the best explanation I've ever heard. Yes. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I love that the seven, I don't know if my seven year old could ever have understood <laughs> oh, that, but, but, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. we can. At least we were able to. I feel good <laughs> no, that we were able to. That's the best talk. explanation yes, yes. ever. And I'm wondering for you both, you know, you're raising our vibration. I mean, this yeah. awareness, this synchronicities, the meditation, I think we should talk a little bit yeah. about like, I, I think your book gets us into that state that mm-hmm. that is the subtle energy meditation gets us to this point mm-hmm. of being able to see, feel, know these zero point Transa- I don't want to call it transactions. I'm an accountant. Okay, yeah. I call things transactions. I don't know. Debit and credit, right? Mm. <laughs> Debit and credit. Transaction, transaction works. As long as we're in the green oh, at the end, Lord, that's all I know. Yeah, I know. Don't right. be in the red. No, that's no, all no I know. Red. We don't like From that an color. HR standpoint, no. I can remember colors. No. That's all I can do. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so your book is, you know, I love your book and I'd like to dive into that. Like, so you guys talk about how to... And it's different than what I've experienced in the past. So I'd like to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. for people who I've done more than dabble. You have. Um, but I haven't experienced it in the way you guys spoke of it. And we won't say what I did, but I did it twice a day, routinely, 20 minutes a day before I ate. And I was so stressed out. I had little kids and I was working for hours. Medita- a meditation practice. A meditation practice. Yeah. And and we were talking about this because I said, God, their meditation's so like not that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and I did it religiously because I thought not well, that in, in the daunting yeah, no, heavy. No. I mean onerous it should be hard. Part, right. I was more stressed out after I got up than when I sat down. <laughs> I mean I mean, and I did it for a year. Okay, like I don't like to half ass things. Yeah. Okay. So I said, I'm gonna try this twice a day. I'm gonna elevate my awareness. I'm gonna Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna do it. And you know, I mean, all that's just wrong. I mean <laughs> It can't be good. Okay. And, uh, but the level of commitment was there. And I think, you know, that's maybe, I don't know if that's extreme, but it is, it was an extreme for my point in my life right. with little children and a job. And, and so 
maybe you can talk about your practice right. and how that's different and how people, what can people, uh, I mean, everybody can do it, I think. And mm -hmm. you, even the mothers of small mm -hmm. children can do that mm -hmm. and not have to be stressed out like I was and, um, and really gave it up. I was like, this isn't for me. Um, because right. it's too rigid and rules and yeah, I'm stressed out and that's the anti. So maybe you guys, can, and I know you talked about that in your book, by the way. So I'm laughing a little bit. We don't need to talk about what kind of meditation that is if you don't want to, but yeah. nevertheless, people might know if they know. Um, yeah. but I appreciate what you guys kind of touched on on that. So that was a lot. And that was a whole lot of, yeah. Lot, lot. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, what we've been talking about quite a bit on the podcast is, you know, all of these practices and principles that we're talking about, whether it's law of attraction, whether it's, you know, mindfulness, whether it's, you know, calling in angels or guides and, you know, starting that dialogue, you know, the give and take with the universe, it shouldn't be difficult. It shouldn't be hard. And I think there's a lot of mystery out there for those of us dabblers, those that yeah. haven't done the work that the three of you have done, which I have not. Um, there's some intimidation factor about yeah. integrating some of these things into your life to create this level of connectedness and awareness that I think, I think turns a lot of people off to really doing some, some of this work. And I think that's, I think at the heart of your question yeah. is kind of talk about your philosophy about those sorts of things, you know, what, what you feel like, um, for, for, people really interested in becoming more present and creating a conscious life and really a badass life is what we badassery life like what are what what are the fundamentals for you and i think i think it starts with quietness and meditation well, right they've got you've got the steps and i just yep. i feel like it should yep. be a dance of joy with the universe like mm -hmm. it should be it should be something like that and yeah. not um, an onerous thing. And I think you guys outlined that well. So yeah. we'll let you guys talk now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll say a few things on that. So yeah, great. For one, a lot of people have an idea about meditation that it's this, you're sitting down and trying to quiet your mind. Yes. Well, if that's your idea of meditation, number one, it's not going to work. And number two, you're going to be very frustrated and hate meditation. So we mm. start very simply with two foundational ideas, practices. Um, one is interoception, which is very simply tuning into your inner felt sensations. Mm -hmm. So you're tuning into your body right here, right now. It's something very simple to do. Uh, for most people, it's easiest if they close their eyes because then they stop focusing on all this stuff that's happening out here. Right. And when you close your eyes, you can just tune into very simple sensations in your body. Just mm -hmm. what do you feel in your body? So it's not that you have to try to produce an experience or try to stop your mind. You're actually engaging your mind, your attention. Mm. in just paying attention to what's happening here, mm -hmm. right? You're just tuning in and you're saying, okay, what? That, and that's how we start every meditation, just closing yeah. our eyes and just checking in with, how do you feel right now? What, what do you sense in your body? 
and whatever it is. And so you may feel, oh, that's a relief just to close my eyes and take a break. Or you may feel, oh, my mind is going a million miles an hour. And so you may, any number of things. And if you sit there for a few minutes, probably a number of things will happen where you drift off and you'll think about this and think about that. And then you'll think, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be paying attention to my body. And so the second skill after interoception is mindfulness, which we describe as paying attention on purpose in the present moment, especially this non-judgmentally, right? Mm -hmm. Have a sense of curiosity, a sense of wonder, a sense of kindness, sense of self-compassion towards whatever is happening here. So you don't have to try to stop what's happening here. You don't have to try to stop your mind from thinking. You're just taking a moment to notice what's happening here. You feel it. And the felt sense is very important because as you start to feel inner sensations, that activates a different part of your brain than your Mm. thinking mind. So the felt sensation happens right in the center of your brain. So the the cortex around the outside of your brain, that's that's where you're thinking is is engaged from Mm -hmm. Um, but when you sense when you feel and sense you're activating this deep core of your brain and in the deep core of your brain in that sensory awareness there's no thoughts Mm. so it's not that you've tried to stop thinking you've just taken your attention to sensing and feeling oh my god that's so good And you've done it in a way with an attitude of openness and self-kindness and non-judgment and just, oh, let me see what feelings are present. And so good. Then with the guided meditation, we just guide you to feel different things. Like so you're not blocking out. Sorry to interrupt. So you're not blocking out thoughts. You're just having the the you know the feelings then. Right. And when you notice your thinking, you just recognize that. That's what the mind does. The mind thinks. Right. Okay. And then you let that go and you come back to the sensations. And is the interoception, is that I mean that that really works, Gina. I'm just telling you, you tell your body to calm down like it and you know, feel it. It it really works. And um, is that to prepare you for the mindfulness? Does it prepare the brain? Is that what's happening? So you can't skip straight to mindfulness. I'm trying to skip the, yeah, they go, the rules. Well, they go hand in hand because yes. if you yeah. think of mindfulness as paying attention mm-hmm. on purpose, what we're paying attention to on purpose is these inner felt How sensation. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Right. So they go together. Yeah. Okay. Right? Interoception and mindfulness work together to um, activate a different part of your brain. Right. Perfect. And a different attitude toward your experience. We talked before just this attitude of openness. Right of non-judgment, of curiosity, of wonder, and of feeling it, feeling it. And, you know, I'm sure you've had many people on who have talked about, you know, the basics of law of attraction, and it's all about putting yourself in this felt state is in alignment with what you want. Right. That's a very conscious, intentional um, practice that's based on interoception. Yes. Yeah. And mindfulness, the ability to place your attention yeah. on the felt sense and just allow the feelings 
to be present, be present with them. And as you do that, you start to feel, maybe you feel the some aches and pains in your body, or maybe you start to feel your breathing. As you start to tune into these sensations, feel your breathing, you notice that your mind just starts to quiet down in the background. So thoughts may be happening, but they're kind of, now they're kind of in the background, in the periphery, because what you're bringing into the foreground is this felt sensory awareness, feeling your feet on the ground, feeling your breathing, relaxing your hands, and just starting to tune into that pure sensory awareness. Mm -hmm. And as you do that, the mind just naturally quiets down. Quiets. Mm -hmm. And as you do that, there's just a nice, as the sense of openness and acceptance is very peaceful. So if you're open and accepting towards whatever's happening in here, including thoughts, mm -hmm. it's very peaceful to be open and oh, accepting, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. It is. And I've then been going at it all wrong. <laughs> No, you're not wrong, Gina. Well, you're I never been wrong. A wrong. Okay, no. But I, it makes complete. I mean that. No, I feel good about that. That's yeah. And the subtle energy meditation portion of is that what your? Can you explain that? Mm -hmm. So just yeah, just to flow from right where we were, as you start to tune into sensations of your muscles and your posture and your breathing, you're starting to kind of awaken sensory awareness. And as you tune into the breath, you start to feel the energy that's in your breath. Because as you breathe in, you breathe in oxygen, right? So you're breathing in, literally breathing in energy for your cells. Mm -hmm. And you can sense that, you can feel it. You're, as you tune into the breath and feel the energy in your breath, you start to tune into the energy, the aliveness of your body, mm -hmm. the sense of aliveness in your heart beating, your respiration, you start to feel this inner sense of aliveness. And you start to sense what you can call subtle energy. It's that mm -hmm. subtle flow of life force through every cell in your body. And as you tune into that within you, you start actually to be able to be able to tune into that sense of energy all around you. And you start to tune into this universal field of energy, which is our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's being open to that, right? Mm -hmm. It's being open, tuning your senses to it, and then experiencing the vitality that's already here. It's just that we're tuned into everything out there exactly. and not taking a moment to close our eyes and tune in in here and feel the energy, feel this vast awareness that we are. Oh my gosh, I love that. You know, I, I feel like um, in this day and age when we have children and teenagers, mm -hmm. and particularly since the pandemic seems to be, have just off the charts anxiety, and it feels like this method of connection and meditation and um, would be so very important for younger 
younger people to understand and know. I, I think most of the meditation that I've come across was really like the, let your thoughts, you know, you know, it's really not from a feeling and, Mm. you know, you can feel it just with Kevin talking, you can feel, you know, already that, you know, well, it's so interesting, of- and, and Holly and I have been talking, sorry sorry yeah, to interrupt you, but um, we've been talking quite a bit about, you know, I think, and this is just for myself, and we've had this conversation for me in particular, is there's a real, for some of us, I think it's really easy to kind of disconnect the head from the body. Mm. Mm. And there's this huge disconnection between, um, and I think it's out of survival to keep up with what's all out there and we're all trying to keep up with um, because if you actually were to feel things, you, sh- you know, you should slow down and you should probably take stock and do some, you know, some work in inside in the body. So I just found that we were just, we're having this conversation last week about how important that is and that this process really connects the head to the body in a way that is, I think really missing for mm-hmm. for many many people myself included so and just even listening to you just now like i can feel things in my body that i wouldn't have paid any attention mm-hmm. to honestly yeah so it's that's awesome huge 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 does your um you have an app rov that you can get in the app store i guess Do, does the app walk mm-hmm. walk everybody through this type of meditation yeah. So the app, it's ROV Meditation. Mm-hmm. That's that's the name of it. And yeah, we have meditations all the way from four or five minutes long, mm-hmm. um, all the way up to 60 minutes long. So yeah. and all in between and also in all different categories, depending on what's most important uh, to somebody to focus on in their life, whether it's health or relationships or abundance or mm-hmm. spiritual connection, uh, inner peace. Uh, mindfulness, insight. So it's, but all of them begin with this basis of interoception mm-hmm. and mindfulness, right? And all of them begin with a series of, of basic cues that we guide people into awakening this inner sensory awareness and starting to tune in to this piece that's always available. We're just not attending to it. Right. So what can people expect in this instant gratification? Mm -hmm. Give me an elixir and make me feel that way, (laughs) right? Uh, uh, Some people do do that, by Mm -hmm. the way. Oh, I know. Uh, So in this instant gratification, you start this process. Let's say we have people that have really never committed to it. What should they look forward to? Stephen, do you want to... I've been talking for a while. Do you want to talk? <laughs> you can give to I Yeah, I you can tell Stephen was excited any, about this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I love uh, yeah. anybody. Well, well, actually, if you go back to your, you know, one of your original questions, like that it shouldn't be hard, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that people can expect is actually that they find their dance of joy, just as you were speaking to, that they actually find their most natural and easeful place. We really encourage people, you know, especially a lot of people come using headsets and, you know, wanting to study their brains or or HIV, wanting to look at their hearts. We really encourage them to actually look for their natural signature, Mm -hmm. a little bit like a piece of music, 
that mm-hmm. you want to find the song that's easiest for you to sing. So one of the things that people can find when they come into working with us is they'll, they'll find that dancer joy. They'll find that most natural, easeful, and effortless place. Mm-hmm. Now, and we also encourage, but you know, you mentioned about angels and so on. And I, I have the good fortune in my life to be, to have connections with angels. So I've given a lot of help to people who are trying to connect to their angelic presence or whatever yeah. it happens to be. Yeah. Because if that's, if you're listening and that's your natural place to be, then you're going to find it. And you're especially going to find it when you don't try, right? When mm. we try, and this is one of the things that, Kevin and I speak about a, about a lot. When you try, you, you bring your attention into a really focused place that you conceptually think is right. where you're going to find your answers. Right. And it's totally structured around all your belief systems, around your identity, and around your values. It's a, it's a judgment-based system, and it's sure. narrow. Mm-hmm. So we encourage people to literally not to try, <laughs> to yeah. literally... Have that dance of joy, that effortless openness to practice, and we do encourage practice. So, if you look, for example, take take a simple thing like going to the movies, right? All of you listening, I'm sure, can relate to going along, sitting in front of your favorite movie, and being so absorbed in it that you forget about the world for a couple yes. of hours, right? Yes. And you give that two hours to your movie without thinking about it. Right, and it's of course it's out there, but what if you were to suddenly discover that you have an inner movie that is going on all the time that you've never been aware of, and in fact you have tickets to all the time, but you've never bothered to turn up. <laughs> now, what about if that secret inner movie, <laughs> which is what what our one of our courses does, the inner secret, is actually available and present all the time? This infinite opportunity or the, this infinite potential of your being. Mm has always been there, but you've never, ever paid attention to it. Now, so the three hours that you spend at the movie, or two or three hours, if you were to give even that once to sitting and finding out about this inner world, non-judgmentally and curiously, just as Kevin said, then you might find something extraordinarily different. So in a sense, that's what we're encouraging you to do, is to come on an adventure with us and explore what your dance of joy is through a variety of different practices that we've drawn from ancient traditions across the board. So I've been I've been trained in the Christian Christian mystical traditions and the um, yogic traditions and the ancient Tibetan practices, just as Kevin has, in a, in a way that helps us to distill the very essence of all those things that make those practices so natural, right. and help people to explore them through through our course and find their dance of joy and find what's most natural and effortless. Mm-hmm. So just as Kevin said, you know, the, the if I was to say some of the real simple basic things that you could either expect or find or that are really important to, and that you can unfold right now, one, of the, one is relaxation. If you listen to lots of ancient masters, they will say many times the key to really good meditating is relaxing. Right when you go and you mentioned some of those practices you go into and you try and somebody set up an expectation saying your mind should be thought free you know and you're going oh my god we, I've got so many thoughts right? mm-hmm. so it's true so what we 
get people to do is to bring this really simple love and kindness to their practice and really open to what's present first and foremost and learn to relax learn to because mm-hmm. w- without the body being relaxed you can be assured the mind is not going to be relaxed yeah. either so relaxation is really crucial and to adopt a really a childlike kind of view of things and you, you can do this with me right now right so mm-hmm. there's bound to be a time in your life that you can remember right now, either child, teenager, or even adult years, when you had this space or place of absolute peace that you can just remember, oh, it was out sitting in a creek with my friends, you know, just dabbling my feet in the water or lying out under nature, lying out in nature under a beautiful open sky right, where it's really peaceful. And Kevin's got a beautiful experience about this that he had in the desert where he was out there in nature and could touch that essence that there's no boundaries Mm. right there's no edges to that it it just goes on and on there's a there's a timelessness that you've touched at some time in your life so as you're listening you can actually start to feel that you might have gone to a time when you're riding on your bike when you're a little kid and you're just happy right that dance of joy you're just in that simple happy moment Mm -hmm. now now that is actually recorded in your cells even as you're listening to me, you can remember that time yeah. and you, you can start to awaken it. And you start to realize that exactly what Kevin was saying, this interoception where you start to recognize and turn inwards and, and, and touch the felt sense. The key is the felt sensations. Mm-hmm. Initially, the images come or how some people see, some hear, some feel, but it's that felt sense in your body that is a real cue because that's simple. Right, the felt sense is really super simple. We can all relate to the felt sense, and then, just as we encourage in our course, then we ask you to consciously check in through your day to those moments. So come back again and again and again mm. to being really consciously aware to ah relax. So you can do it right now. Just a simple breath. Do try a breath where you breathe in for a count of four, like this. Breathing in one, two, three, four. Pause a second. And when you exhale, exhale longer, like maybe a count of six, so that you activate the vagus nerve. So breathe out. Ah, you can even sigh. Two, three, four, five, six. Now that long breath out mm. activates the vagus nerve or the parasympathetic nervous system to help you to deeply relax and feel at peace so that real deep peace that you're feeling now from just one simple Mm -hmm. long exhalation Mm -hmm. and we simply we you know and again this is just speaking to what's natural and effortless right we we do that when we're kind of feeling a bit panned up during the day and we go Mm -hmm. ah Mm -hmm. you know and suddenly you feel oh gosh that feels better now consider that you're actually doing something again that's natural that is a dance of joy that your body's mm-hmm. saying to you. It's it's sharing wisdom with you all the time that you're just simply not aware of. Paying attention. And, and yeah. so the key here is just be aware. Be aware. And then you can bring it into, you know, all the moments of your day. Uh, the, when I study with uh, both the Dalai Lama and Tenzin Wangyu Rinpoche, they always said, don't try. Trying is the obstacle. <laughs> and, you know, after a while you get it, you go, oh, okay. Just relax. Don't try. And, and you know, if you're listening, you've got this, right? You're already there. 
There's nowhere you have to go. You've already got this right here and now. You've got this in this incredible vehicle that we call a human body. You've got all the wisdom that you need. The perfect technology is not in the headset, nor is it in anywhere. It's actually in you. So that perfect technology is actually your body, your brain, your heart, and your belly, and getting to know how they work. And then you can do really simple things. I remember, remember when I studied with Tenzin Wagyu Rinpoche, and we asked him on a retreat, we said, What's your, what was your stickiest moment? He said, oh, actually doing the dishes, right? Because his wife had a particular way that, it, you know, and here's a famous lama who's, that's why I said, no, you've got to do the dishes. If the dishes are not done when you wake up in the morning, then I'm going to be a little bit grumpy, right? So I'm sure we can all relate to a sticky time in our life or our, our day-to-day, right? Something we just don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. What about if you brought a little bit more awareness to that particular moment? So now I'm bringing the sense of relaxation and peace and this childlike freshness of every moment. What if you brought that to say, so I'll give you the, the example of the dishes. So when I do the dishes, I imagine that, you know, depending on where you're from, that I'm cleaning the, the cups or the, the sauces for the Buddha or for Christ, or Muhammad, mm-hmm. or Magdalene, or mm-hmm. for Yeshi Sogyal, or for some famous, you know, Buddhist yogini like Tara, that I'm actually cleaning it for her. And then you notice, oh, mm-hmm. it's so simple. I can do this just for, even if you just bring a minute of awareness to something that's a little bit uncomfortable for you, like doing whatever it happens to be. So in my case, you know, the my wife loves the dishes done at, a certain way. So I have to always do them that way. And in the beginning, I was like, oh, why are I, you know, I've got to do them that way. But <laughs> right. then I thought, oh, of course, of course, I can, I can wash them. I, I practice seeing her as Kanon, who's the goddess of compassion in Japan. So I say, oh, well, I'm doing these for the goddess of compassion. So oh I'll just God. easefully, <laughs> patiently, <laughs> kindly, you know. Yes. And my, my, my daughter always writes, she says, Dada, I know how you're doing the dishes. You're doing the dishes for Kanon, aren't you? I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, yes, yes, I've been found out. I've been doing it. So I'm just saying yeah. there are really simple ways mm-hmm. we can be the dance of joy just by simply bringing awareness in a simple childlike way filled mm-hmm. with fre- the possibilities of freshness, which goes back to synchronicities and the, in, the infinite Point, yes. you know, the zero point Love field that. or the infinite mm-hmm. potential of the field. You can do that right this. now, right now while you're listening. You can consider this moment, no matter how much trouble is in your life, you can consider this very moment filled with presence and an opportunity simply by bringing your attention right to this mm. very moment. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh my gosh. I mean, that is, I mean, it's, it's intention setting the way you do your dishes. Right, like yeah. you're you're saying intention to do it for the yeah. most important person and in the most beautiful way. I love that. I love it. I love it. I you yeah. know I do I do love that. Now I wasn't doing it for royalty or anything like right. that, but I used to hate to fold laundry, and I was like, and you know, laundry's when you have little kids, it was a lot. Okay, and I remember I switched it because I thought, why would I fold laundry? being annoyed about the and laundry and mm. why would I put clothes with that energy on your children and I switched it and I thought okay well I'm going to do something fun while I'm 
you know, while mm-hmm. I'm doing the laundry. And I created that mm-hmm. change. And of course, like, we're not coming to your house and having dinner if you're angry. We will not eat no, your food. No, we won't eat your food. <laughs> we will not eat it. Okay. We may come, but we won't we eat will. anything. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. just drink. Mm-hmm. We'll we just will. drink. Okay. Just, yeah, yeah, that'll be better. Not good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In some but, ways, but not But others. I love that. Like that, that intention, that beautiful yeah. attention to the task and elevating it to such a beautiful thing instead of being annoyed is is and you know we don't even it's just a wonderful yeah, takeaway too yeah. yeah i love that yeah i kind of and i and i know we're probably running yeah. short on time so i just but i wanted to come back cuz you know steven you started the conversation today talking about you know your intention when you went to on your trip to japan and the intention to find a new partner and you know your intention for your trip and we talked quite a bit about that on on the podcast as well and so i'm kind of curious, like Kevin, like what your, what your process is for that, for intention setting, like for big events, small events, anything that you want to be meaningful, kind of what is that process and, and how do you go back and reflect on that? Like what's, can you kind of share a little bit more about that? Cause we, we do talk about, and I think that's a really mm-hmm. important part of creating kind of that consciousness awareness around you know, that give and take with the universe. So if you don't yeah, mind Do you do it every bit, minute? Yeah. Or like what, what, what kinds of things do you do it for? And in mm-hmm. what ways do you do it would be really helpful, Kevin. Yeah. So I think my primary intention is, is openness. Mm. Is I uh, trust that this vast universe knows exactly what it's doing. Mm. And that I am an expression of that. And my only job really is to let go and be open and sense what's coming through here and follow it. I love that. Wow. So, wow. I know. So good. I need to be more quiet. I know. (laughs) So good. I know. I probably need to too, but I'm going to give it to you right now. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So how do we, our listeners, how do we, how do we start this practice? How do we get in touch with you? What would you tell our people to do to start this new practice? Mm-hmm. That's fun. And a joyful dance with a the universe. Joyful dance. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. Well, want to do that? Uh, two things. One, in a moment, uh, I'll guide you through a simple practice. But yeah. to get started, um, all the resources that we share are available on raisingourvibration.net. So there you can find our Facebook community, link to our Facebook community and to our book, Raising Our Vibration, to the ROV meditation app, which like I said, has a couple hundred meditations from real short, tiny ones to longer ones. Um, You can find something that, again, just as you, how do you approach that? If you have 200 meditations, you just go there with openness Mm. and you open it up and you just see what appeals to you. See what you are attracted to right. and and follow it, right? So just be open and look and say, ah, oh, that one. That's that's all you need to do. You don't have to figure it out. You just open it up and you look through, oh, oh that one. I like that picture. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that one. Mm-hmm. And so it it's as simple as that. And and really that openness mm, I love that. is what and then just feeling into it and saying, ah, that. Mm-hmm. that. That doesn't come from 
this right. analytical mind that's figuring it out. It just comes from this openness and this felt sense of, hmm, I'm going to do that one. What's most, most, most appropriate for you at the time, right? Yeah. 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 And then mm. if we're going to do a, a short meditation. And if you're interested in, in this meditation, we have a, a mini course on Udemy called The Inner Secret, How to Live a Calm and Happy Life, mm. that takes you very simply through short video segments into in-depth, into um, guiding yourself step-by-step step into this simple meditative process. Um, so those are on raisingourvibration.net. You can find links to, to all those things. We'll have it in the show notes. We will have Wonderful. it in the show notes. And we will Ke kind of, well, go ahead, please. I, I, well, I was just going to add. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Kevin. I was just going to add the, so we have Raising Our Vibration Global Meditations, which are available uh, uh, to to everyone. So they occur, so they happen every every month. We also have advanced practice groups for those people that have finished the course and want to practice with us. And, and additionally, if people want to set up their own practice and become a teacher, we have teach training courses oh, and a way of them setting up their own. So we have teachers already who have their own businesses oh, set up through Raising Our Vibration. So there's a way of you helping your abundance as well in all of this mm. and being a meditation teacher. So there's all of that. So Kevin, back, back to you. I was just going to mention those that. other yeah. Thank you. Those Phenomenal. Other Phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. So the, the book, the Raising Our Vibration book is the textbook for this kind of cornerstone offering that we have, which is a 10-week subtle energy meditation course. So as people, you know, dabble in the app and find meditation, oh yeah, I kind of like this this easygoing, feel-good style of meditation that helps me relax and, and find that, that deep interconnection, that deep peace that is already here. And um, maybe they've read and then say, oh, let me read a book and, and go a little further. And then we have, if you really want to go in depth with this and really take yourself on a journey deeply into subtle energy meditation and really awaken them vitality of your energy centers and this felt sense of connection to the universe, then we have our 10-week subtle energy meditation course. Mm. And is that the one that starts in September? Yeah. So our okay. next one, we're doing one right now. Mm -hmm. um, and the next one we have is uh, beginning in September. Great. And okay. The sign up for that is also on that, raising all our right. vibrations. We'll have all the links. All the links will be there. Okay, Kevin, take us into it. Okay. So we'll do, we'll do a short practice now. Just All right, great. Well, 10, 12 minutes, something like that. If you're driving, you might want to turn this off and pick it right back up when you get home and say Or just it. pull over. Pull over. Pull oh, over. pull over. That's we a don't great do idea. that enough. Yes. No, we okay. don't do that enough. Pull over. <laughs> pull over, peeps. Uh, you, can, you can wait 10 more minutes to get where you're going to go. It's Absolutely. You, you, wanna, you don't want to miss this. All right. Okay. So wherever you are. Find yourself a comfortable seat. So if you can, put your feet firmly on the ground. And just let your hands rest, palms cupped in your lap. So just resting nice and easily. Right hand resting in the left with the tips of your thumbs touching. And lightly close your eyes. And begin by just taking a moment to check in inside. And just notice how you feel right now. 
if you could sum up this feeling in a word, a phrase, or an image, what would that be right now? How do you feel? And however you feel is just fine. See if you can simply be open and accepting, kind and compassionate toward yourself, toward whatever you feel. It's okay. It's all good. You don't have to try to do anything here. Simply feel whatever you feel. Now focus down into the soles of your feet and feel the sensations of contact with the ground underneath you. So awaken sensory awareness in the soles of your feet. And feel the grounding presence of the earth underneath you. Soften and relax your feet and toes as if they're melting deep down into the earth. Now focus into your palms and your fingers. Awaken sensory awareness here in your hands. Allow your palms and your fingers to soften and relax as if they are melting down into your legs. And as your hands relax, soften and open, allow your arms and shoulders to relax down, releasing any tension in your shoulders and your neck. Imagine a string attached to the top of your head, drawing your spine gently upright, giving you a feeling of awakened clarity, of vertical spaciousness, up through your spine, up through the core of your body, through to the top of your head. Notice how you feel as you sit nicely upright. You feel more intentional, more awake. Now tuck your chin just slightly to gently lengthen the back of your neck. Place your tongue on the roof of your mouth with the tip of your tongue 
touching your gum line behind your upper front teeth. Soften and relax your tongue. And as your tongue relaxes, smile, a subtle smile of calm happiness, of appreciation and gratitude for this moment right now to let go, relax. Be present and feel inside. Allow this feeling of smiling to relax your jaw. Smile through your eyes. And release any tension from your eyebrows and your forehead. Allow this feeling of smiling to wash down through your whole body. Creating a relaxed, positive, nurturing inner environment in which all your cells open up, communicate with each other, and radiate pure positive energy, calm happiness. And now focus into your lower abdomen and become aware of the sensations of breathing here. As you breathe in, feel the gentle expansion of your abdomen. And as you breathe out, feel the easeful relaxation inward. And as you breathe in, Feel that you're breathing in calm. Breathing in a felt sense of calm. And as you breathe out, breathe out happiness to every cell. Breathe in, calm. And breathe out happiness to every cell. This is your natural state. You 
your natural relaxed state. Breathing in calm. And breathing out happiness to every cell. It feels good. It's always available. This natural calm happiness of being here and now. Let go. Rest in calm happiness. Smile as you enjoy this feeling in your body. Record this feeling of calm happiness in every cell. So you remember it. Bring it with you. Share it with others. And can return to it anytime. It's always here. Now. Inside. And all around you. You're simply bringing your attention to it now. Now very, very slowly begin to open your eyes and feel the space all around you together with the space inside, in one space of calm happiness. Thank you for your practice. Thank you. Thank you. That was a blessing. Thank you. So beautiful. See you next week. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation. And please visit us at our website, www.loauncork.com. See you soon.